0: To the kindred church podcast we believe that we belong to god and we belong to each other wherever you're listening we are honored that you're joining us today on this podcast you'll get to hear the staff discuss updates on launch plans how you can get involved and in conversations that will challenge you encourage you and inspire you towards a deeper relationship with god and with others we would love to hear from you Connect with us on social or on our website at www.kindredchurch.co.
1: Hey, everybody. We are Kindred Church. My name is Zach. I'm Lindsay. I'm Tommy. And we're so excited you guys are checking out what we have to say today. Uh, as we get ready to launch this church up here uh, in the North Denver suburbs, uh, Westminster, Broomfield, that kind of area, when we talk about North Denver, that's what we mean, Um, Hey, I'm going to pray for us uh, just real briefly, and then we're going to get into who we are and why we're doing this church at all. So, God, we're thankful for uh, whoever it is that's listening, whenever it is that they're listening. Uh, I pray, that God, that you would help us to, to really get across today why we want to start this church and what we want to be about. Uh, we love you, and we're thankful for you, and we do this uh, all for Jesus in his name. Amen. Cool. So, hey, we've been organizing uh, around this principle, uh, this idea, and we call it uh, We Belong to God and We Belong to Each Other. And so, I, I'm just going to, for a few minutes unpack what we mean by that. Uh as as you get kind of familiar with who we are, what this church is going to be, uh I you know, I just think it's really important for us to, to have a baseline for why do we say certain things and, and what do we mean by them. So we really believe this fundamentally at the at the beginning of it is that each one of us who follow Jesus is uh a child of God. We are God's people. Uh each one of us uh as we follow after Jesus becomes more and more like him if we are giving our life up to him. Uh, so when we say we belong to God, we really just mean this, uh, we are His. Uh, he He made us, He formed us, He names us, and uh, we get to follow after Him the best we can uh, to either, you know, by ourselves, but preferably together. Uh, so we call this place Kindred because we really want this to be a church where the people around us are like family, uh, that close. And obviously, like, maybe not everybody will be, but you'll find a niche and a place in this church where you can find those people that you can look, uh, look to to lock arms with uh, focus your eyes on who Jesus really is and go after a better life with Him. Uh, so I really believe this about, about church and, and philosophy. As I really believe that Jesus' words at the end of Matthew, uh, this, this passage just become known as the Great Commission, is really where you start with, which is really simple. Jesus just said, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So for us as, as Christians, that's our charge. It's really simple. We're supposed to make disciples, which means we're supposed to help people become more like Jesus. And so uh, a lot of modern churches, I feel like we don't use words like discipleship anymore because they maybe sound churchy or threatening or whatever that is. I, I just more and more in this last season of my life have decided that I like the word. I like what it means. I like what it is. And so uh, one of our aims as a church at Kindred is to is to make disciples disciples. Uh, Uh, you know, to make people more like Jesus, including me, like you listening to this, you have something to offer me uh, as as somebody who's gonna be like family to help me become more like Jesus, to help iron sharpen iron, whatever, whatever thing you want to use there. And and so really, this is what we mean when we say we belong to God is really, I'm just talking about the way that Jesus actually is introduced to us, even in the, the gospel of John, Um, When I was a brand new Christian or about to be a brand new Christian, somebody actually challenged me to read the book of John because I didn't know where to start. I was in Leviticus. I had no idea what a ceremonial washing was, so I skipped ahead (laughs) and somebody said, uh, John is a really good place to start. And I started reading John. I understood some of it, six or seven words at least at at the beginning of it. Um, And and slowly it started to make sense to me. But this is from John 1, and this is, uh, some I, I think, some of the best stuff. That we have about who jesus really is uh, it's john 1 9 through 13 it just says this the true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world he was in the world and the world was made through him yet the world did not know him he came to his own and his own people did not receive him but to all who did receive him who believed in his name he gave the right to become children to god who were born not of blood nor the will of the flesh nor the will of man but of god and so uh, in studying that passage and looking at some of the Greek words that are used in there, I just want to point out a couple. Uh, in, in this passage, this is from the ESV version, when it says that Jesus comes and, and he gives light. It's really saying this, he came to impart moral and spiritual light and direction into the lives of those people who were his and so, what we see in Jesus is we see a standard of living and a way to be uh, morally, spiritually, and, and, and deed and action. Uh, separate, like, there's no separation of the secular and the divine. It's just life, and it's all one thing. Jesus is here to show us a better way. And then skipping down that passage a little bit when it says it gives us the right, so right, it says it gives us the right to become children of God. Really what the, the author John is trying to get across to us there is it's saying that Jesus transferred his authority as the Son of God over to those of us who love him and follow him to be children of God, to, to have that kind of relationship with God, that, that authority that Jesus has, which is a big deal. Because he's really saying, take my Godhood, take upon upon you the things that I am, and you can be just like I am, uh, a child of God, born of a supernatural desire to know God better, which I think is really incredible. And the very next thing we see is a pretty famous verse, is uh, John one fourteen. It says, Jesus then, as the Word and flesh, He comes and He makes His dwelling among us. Uh, another version says, He came and, and He moved into our neighborhood, which is a really contemporary way of saying He just wanted to be around His people. He wanted to be uh, embedded and entrenched with those of us who are living here on earth and it says this, he he came to show the glory of God through grace and truth. And the, the Greek word for grace is the word charis. And it's really saying this, he came to give the joy and, and, and impart thankfulness in believers and then to show them a better way through truth. So that word grace really just means joy and thankfulness. And so us as, as kindred, when we've been reading together Romans 12, uh, we've been talking about we belong to God, we belong to each other. And Romans 12 has the same exact word for grace pop up twice in, in the passage I'm gonna read. So this this word charis. And uh, this is Romans 12, three through eight. And this is kind of our, our guiding verses for we belong to each other. And it says this, "'For by the grace, the charis given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned.'" So we belong to each other because as one body, each person having different things that they're good at contributes to this better whole. We're, like, like the passage says, we are members of one another. We are together in this, we are one. And, and we see this on our staff. Like uh, we have Tommy uh, who can sing anything. I've heard there's this concept called perfect pitch that makes no sense to me. I, I have imperfect pitch, which means I can never sing exactly what I'm supposed to. <laughs> Tommy has perfect pitch. Lindsay can sing too. She claims she can't. And <laughs> Lindsay, when Lindsay teaches, I'm challenged by it. When I hear Tommy sing, it's one of those scenes where I think we all go, man, I wish I could do that. When I see both of these guys love people and, and lead people, I, I see in them something that I want to be like and something that I want to contribute to my life. And as all of us together give our gifts, link arms and say, we're going to be together in this and be better than we were, that's the kind of thing it's talking about. Here's what we want you to know about Kindred. Um, Some of you know some of our stories, some of you don't. Kindred is a a church that's starting up because we just really care about each other, about each other's families, about our friends that are going to be here with us. We really want whatever the size of the church is, whether it's five people or five million, we want this church to really just be about creating a few things. One, we want to run towards something better. We're not running away from anything. We're not trying to get away from anything. What we're trying to do is see and focus on this idea that as God's children, as God's people, that we can belong to one another. We can be in a community that cares deeply for one another, that shares lives, that creates what what I like to call, like just saying, we create a bigger table, which means that we have more voices involved. We have more people that are that are sharing their gifts and sharing even what's what God's doing in their lives, whether it's through a small group setting, a corporate setting or whatever that might look like. We we have people that are going to come to this church who are very mature in their faith that can teach me a lot, can help guide me. And we're going to have people who are just starting to figure out who Jesus is. And we want, the words in the Bible to be the only thing that matters. So we can open up a passage and we can read it. And because the word is alive and the word uh, is a you know a double-sided sword, all the different things that the Bible describes the word of God as, it can challenge a mature believer, um, a meat eater all the way down to somebody who's a baby, uh, a milk drinker. I really believe that all of that's possible only because the word of God is alive and challenging. And so uh, in short, we, we believe this we as believers and followers of Jesus, we're transformed and we grow together when we have other people pushing us and making us better, but more than anything by the words in the Bible and how we understand them and struggle with them and and, and are challenged by them together in this community. So thank you for checking out, Kindred. Uh, I'm gonna ask Lindsay, uh, would you share with them uh, some of our values and who we are?
2: Yeah, so our values are a bit of an identity statement. So they really capture who we are and what you can count on this community to be um, not just internally so not just you know to each other but also externally so to the world uh, i'm talk talk just a little bit about how we kind of arrived at them where these values come from and then how they might you know play out or inform some of our decisions or just shape culture here at kindred so our first value is safe Um, Hebrews 4 16 reads so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God there we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most so first this verse is informing how we are to understand who God is and how we're to understand his response to us as his people. That he's not an angry, you know, resentful, short fuse God tapping his toe, you know, waiting to to lecture us or condemn us or punish us, um, but what we see in this verse is a gracious God uh, that he's waiting to meet us with mercy and tenderness when, um, as the writer puts it, we need it most. So first, God is safe. And we want our community to be characterized by the safety talked about in this verse. Uh, We want the posture of God, described in Hebrews 4.16, to become our posture. And it's because we've experienced that grace of God so profoundly in our own lives. um, That's why it's our first response. It's the place that we always start from. So we believe transformation starts with grace not with guilt or shame or condemnation or more rules uh, for behavior modification. But if our world um, and if our lives are truly going to look different, um, it's going to be because Jesus met us first with grace. So there's a couple of things you might hear us say, at kindred, around this. Um, that we're a community who embraces the messy nature of life. That there is patience for being in process. And we are open about the ways that we struggle and wrestle. So it's our ultimate hope um, for this community that from the leadership to some of you who might call Kindred home, um, just a first-time visitor checking things out, um, that we all experience this kind of safety um, and that we create it for others. Our second value is sound. Being a sound community just means that we're committed to truth uh, revealed in the Word of God. And in the example of the life of Jesus Christ, who was the Word with skin on, um, John one fourteen expresses it this way: So the Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. So in this way, God's Word is our foundation. It is the unchanging, it's that reliable, strong, um, stable, solid ground for everything we believe and do at Kindred Church. And we're using the word sound in the way that you might hear it used to describe uh, sound engineering or sound construction, meaning um, it can be trusted to hold up and to hold something together. So scripture is then our sound source of truth and what's right, and it holds up in our life. It holds up um, in our circumstances, and it also then holds every single part of our life together. So as a community, we're dedicated to knowing God's word just more fully and then living out of that deeper understanding. So anytime we gather, you can expect that it will be um, to study or to know or, or to just be in God's word. Um, We also believe that it's through God's word that we come to see what needs to change in our own life. It it corrects us. It it refines us. Um, It also encourages us and prepares us to do good in the world, which is the hope for this community called Kindred Church. Um, it's also because our feet are are firmly planted um, and rooted in truth that we're able to extend that posture of grace and of safety we talked about earlier. Um, So we're excited to get to engage with culture and scripture um, from a place of nuance and and curiosity because we know our feet are firmly planted in truth. Our third value is selfless. So this value comes directly from the example of Jesus. Uh, I think Philippians 2 uh, says it so well and most completely. So it says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others, but be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges, and he took the humble position of a slave and was born a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. So we're passionate about being a community defined um, and known by this kind of humility and service and generosity. And it's probably going to look a little strange or a little different and maybe even confusing uh, because we live in a culture of just ruthless individualism um, and scarcity. But Jesus reassures us that this is the backwards way of his kingdom. Um, He explains that our life is actually enriched and we gain when we give of ourselves and of our time um, and of our excess. So at Kindred Church, we are less concerned uh, about building up you know, our, our internal organization um, as we are concerned about using whatever resources or unique opportunities God may give us um, to serve the powerless and the, under-resources, um, the under-resourced and um, the places and the people that this community belongs to. Um, we're so serious about this value, and it means so much to us that that our board is also set up in a way to keep us accountable to this value, uh, to make sure it's something that we follow through on, that um, it doesn't just become a good intention, but that it really is something that we do. And our last value is sincere. Um, it is so clear in the biographies of Jesus that people were drawn to him Um, And all different kinds of people, the rich and the poor, uh, the outcast and the included, um, the soldier, the businessman, the widow, um, people wanted to be near him. He carried a sincerity and a warmth and an invitation about him. Um, Jesus really saw people and those in front of him were always met with care. Romans 12.9 says it this way, don't just pretend to love others, but really love them hate what is wrong, and hold tightly to what is good. So we want to communicate um, the same care and warmth and kindness in everything we do, uh, from the person communicating the message to what you might see online, um, to how you feel when you interact with anyone that, that calls kindred home. Um, we also just want to acknowledge that there is a growing skepticism and distrust of the church in our postmodern culture and uh, for good reasons. And it's important to us for that reason that, that you see uh, and what you experience comes from the very center and the core of who we are as people and what Jesus is doing in us and through us, that you really see that we are who we say we are. So the way we've kind of started to say this uh, with each other at Kindred is, um, we believe that Jesus has something for you, and we're not looking for anything from you. So we are safe and sound and selfless and sincere. Uh, Those values are our guiding principles, and they're going to prop up um, anything that we do here at Kindred.
0: So yeah, these are all things that we're going to chase after because we believe that God has called us to do these things, not only in his scripture, but in each of our lives as well. And uh, we feel like we've been called to create a community where we can learn and grow closer to Jesus and and closer to each other. And we truly want what's best for you in your life and in the lives of your family and your friends. And we believe that the best uh, for us is Jesus. So we would love to invite you to sit at the table with us and to join us on this journey together as we pursue Jesus and as we do life together, this journey that we're calling Kindred Church.